The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Tell the truth. Wait, first of all, can you hear me? Yes, I can. I can hear you perfectly okay. fine. Just just checking. All right. First of all, all right. tell the truth. How close were you to calling it a day? Because I was about to give it about five more minutes before I went on with the rest of my afternoon. <laughs> how, long, how long were you going to persist? How long, how long were you going to go ahead and like wait these technical hey. difficulties out? I was I was here. I got my notebook here. I was taking. I was doing some writing and some scribbling. Look at that scribbling. Yeah. You see that scribbling? Okay. I I, I see it. I do. Yeah. I do. That's genius right there. That's 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 genius handwriting. So you were using the time. You know, wisely. You know what? Okay. I, um, I was. But you know what? You shout know what's out! On this shout out to the three though? people. Shout out to the three people who go ahead, hung go with shout us. Shout them out. And, and we're and we're, sta- I appreciate and we're standing you. by. For 13 minutes while we got our issues worked out. What were you about to say? Hey, I, so this is this notebook uh, is courtesy. I have to say a uh, little product placement. This notebook was a gift from NBC Sports. Oh yeah, it's a good one. NBC Sports. I, I think I think I got that same yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, I think I got that same. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. So uh, I I have this just at this location. So when I talk to you, I always have to have this notebook just to write things down. So I went back a couple of pages. And I'm saying, why did I write down Lions, Bengals, Washington football team, Houston? You remember, you know what that's from? <laughs> you were like, I know, tell I, me I, right I now. No, I don't. I, I don't. I, I don't want to. I don't want to know. I don't. I know oh, what it on. was. I don't want to be reminded what it was. But it's so funny you say hey. that. It's so funny you say that because I I was gonna come on the show if we had started on time. Which I don't know why we have to perpetuate stereotypes. Why do why do the black dudes got to start late? Why we why we got to be bootleg? Like when I say sell tapes out the trunk, I don't mean be bootleg. But hey, you know, just so like why the you show? We were so both why, sitting here. So why right? you holding the red cup? Up Hold on, talk about stereotype. Why are you holding the red cup right now? <laughs> Straight up, you got. I'll get to what's that in, in the moment. red cup, I'll get to that man. in a moment. I'll get to that in a moment. I was I was going to actually start the show. Not that I wanted to get into it. But I was like, hey, I'm sure you were waiting to hear this breaking news. I'm sure you were waiting with bated breath to know that Jackson Carmen signed his rookie contract with the Bengals today. <laughs> their second round, yeah. Clemson offensive tackle, who they're moving in the guard. And Joe Burrow's doctors say that he is on track to start week one. Week I was one. actually going to like go ahead and bring that to your attention to start the show. So it's funny that you, uh, you bring back that, uh, that awesome conversation. Uh, Regarding yeah. uh, the Bengals, Lions, Texans, and whoever else, Washington football team. So why am I holding the red solo cup? I have a yeah, question. What's going with that? This drives my wife crazy. This, this drives my wife, my wife crazy. Do you reuse red solo cups? Because I know I do. I don't see the need to use them yeah. one time and throw them away. I just think that's wasteful. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. 
I rinse them out yeah. and keep using them. Right. Sure. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. See, right. my wife acting all privileged and whatnot. Like we got red solo cups to waste. I I reuse paper plates while you're at it. How about that? You re, you reuse paper plates too? Okay. No, because I'll, usually, <laughs> usually, I learned that I, from know, my it's grandmother. It's tough to reuse. Them. <laughs> rest, now, rest, really? God rest her soul. My grandmother would use the same paper plate all three meals of the day. All three meals. God rest I'll, her soul. I kid you not. She she sure did. No, okay. Just for her. Okay, you're talking about using it for that for for that day, and then moving on. Not like mm-hmm. using it on a Monday and then coming then putting them away, bring them back out on a no. Friday, <laughs> right? No, that okay, would be trifling. Say, how do you do that? That would be trifling. Okay, no, 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 no. I'm talking. I'm talking about for throughout one day, like one day's paper plate. You know, that's that's what I'm talking about. So, um, now that we understand, one more thing. So I, I just, I, I just reuse. I, yeah, I, yeah. Please. I, I know we ain't starting off like this, but you know, just now that we're on the subject, did um, don't do did it. Your grandmother. Don't do it. Please don't do it. Oh, okay. All right. What? Okay. No, I thought you were going back to that other thing. I thought you were going back to the other topic. No. Okay. When you said now we're on the no, subject, I'm not, I'm not, I thought you. No. Oh, okay. My no, grandmother. Just, yes, I love talking about Cecile Washington. No, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about family traditions. Think about family traditions. Yeah. So did y'all have the mm. the oil the oil pot like Crisco whatever? Like there's some oil to reuse. So you finish with some oh, chicken and you put it yeah, in the, the little in the jar. Okay. All right. Yeah, in the jar. Yeah. yeah, that just sits on the back of the stove with just a, a can of grease. We still have that. And I'm pretty sure Sarah got a, a no, jar right. of grease somewhere. Nah, I've, I, I feel like what? I've seen them somewhere. I like the traditions, but certain habits, you know, you just can't keep that going. Because uh, are y'all a big? Yeah. Are you a big fried food family? You are. Yeah, yeah, we fry a lot. Yeah. Oh, okay. We fry a lot. Okay, I'm surprised. No nah, man, like those were Here's good. Another those one. Were good another, this, those this, were good this, this is the most trifling thing. This was the most trifling thing sustained. we did. This not at this house. Not at this house, at the other house. All right. We probably did it. We, we probably did it too. No, I, no, it's what this this was bad. This was bad. And it's not okay, like we didn't it. have the means to get it fixed. It's not like we didn't have the means to get it fixed. I mean, black people are just so used to and good at making do. And so, and my wife and I laugh about this all the time. Remember the house in Framingham, Massachusetts, that we used to live in? That house? Do you know that stove for the longest time? Yeah, the first house, yeah, we bought together. Do you know that that stove for the longest time had three burners working? And we just never fixed the fourth burner? We just we we just would go ahead and just 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 avoid that non-working burner. It just it was more storage space. Than anything, that you know, we just further there. <laughs> and we just used the other three. Why? Why? But just why? why? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I honestly, I don't and, know. And you turn um, on, and sometimes you turn on by by accident. And go click, 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 click. Oh, that's right. That's right. That one. That work. click. Yeah. And then you just move yeah. on. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Shameful. And then, um, no. And I mean, look, everything. I mean, I still. I got Crown Royal bags everywhere. Now that they start coming out with these different flavors, they got different color Crown Royal bags. Did I ever show you the mask that I got made out of a Crown Royal bag? Did I ever show you that? I had a, I had a COVID mask made from a... Did I ever show you that, Joey? That, that, that's my favorite. That was no, a big did. hit. That was my favorite. 
And for the record, for the record, the reason I bring up Crown Royal is there is not Crown Royal in this cup. Although a double shot of Crown with Sprite and lime is my drink of choice these days. There, this is strawberry lemonade. This is this is strawberry lemonade in this cup. Take my word for it. I take your word for it. I'll take your word for it. If you I know I'm talking. I know I'm talking like I've been drinking, but I have not been drinking. That's all right. I I promise you. I'm completely. Hey, so how are you supposed to talk? How are you supposed to talk on a Tuesday afternoon, uh, three three just after three Eastern time? You talk the way you're supposed to talk. What were you going to bring up at three o'clock exactly? I, I told you the Bengals. What were you? I told you it was gonna be. It was, it was but it was it was now, gonna be quick. It real? was gonna be quick. Okay. No, it was gonna be quick. Right, it was gonna be. A, it was gonna be more like a just a, a. Yeah, it was gonna be like a joke to start off. It wasn't something I wanted to delve into, but just to kind of like Good. you know a little callback. That's all it was. Nothing I wanted to spend any time on. I was actually going to defer to you. I have no idea what you wanted to start with. Like I said, I was five minutes away from going on with the rest of my afternoon and maybe partaking in some adult beverages, but those will have to wait. Um, so what, what's, what you fired up about? Shoot. Fire, well, start us we, off. I'm, 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 I'm fired up about a lot of things. We have uh, the great Mark Spears coming on in about 10 minutes. So we can wait uh, to get into the NBA with him and go in another direction. I think I do. I want to go. I want to go in another direction and then kind of pivot to Mark Spears in about 10 minutes. And uh, I want you to listen to something uh, because, you know, this is so predictable, but then, you know, something about this particular rant from Ron Wolf, something about this particular rant just hit me, uh, just hit me uh, in a different way in a different kind of way when I heard it. And I wonder if you agree with me. Here's Ron Wolf talking about diva quarterbacks. Check it out. We got a lot of divas playing in that league right now. And the thing that I fail to understand is all these guys that are doing this have long-term deals. I can't believe that the game has changed that remark. That I know the game has changed, mm-hmm. but, but – it can't have changed that much. Okay. All right. So Ron Wolf, as you saw there, Hall of Fame general manager. Uh, he spent, he, he, he cut his teeth with the Oakland Raiders back in the day. Uh, some of those teams, some of those great Raiders teams, Ron Wolf was a super scout who was, who had contributions to building those Raiders teams that went to several AFC championship games in the 1970s. The commitment to excellence, Ron Wolf was a part of that. He was the one who traded for Brett Favre in 1991, uh, gave up a pick, brought in Brett Favre to Green Bay. The rest is history. He's the one who started the tradition of having quarterbacks, but drafting quarterbacks. He did not draft Aaron Rodgers, but he was always, he had had Mark Brunel and Aaron Brooks and all those guys in Green Bay. So yeah, I just was, say that about Brunel, Brunel, just to let you know. It was Favre, it was Kurt Warner. They were all on the same Kurt Warner for a while. Kurt Warner, Brunel. Yeah. And Favre, yeah. Good yeah. stuff. So I, I say that to, to cite out his cite his resume. Pretty impressive resume. But you know, Ron Wolf said the game has changed. And he doesn't understand how the game has changed. The only thing that has changed, Mike, the game really hasn't changed at all. It hasn't. The only thing that has changed that has changed is people who have opinions in private are making them public. The only thing that's changed 
is the quarterbacks are not sitting there saying, let me grin and bear it. Let me keep this in house. I don't want to air dirty laundry, all the cliches. The cliches have gone out the window. Athletes who are disappointed speak up about it. But all the diva quarterbacks, as of May 18th, all of the diva quarterbacks are still with their franchises. Russell Wilson Correct. spoke up. He's still with Seattle. Uh, Aaron Rodgers spoke up. He's still with Green Bay. Deshaun Watson, get me out of here. Get me out of here. 100%. He's still with the Texans. So you're upset that they're talking. They, maybe you'd have an NBA-like argument if you had a LeBron James of the NFL who has started some movement of players hopping around and all. Hey, Ron, stop. Stop it. I can't believe this has changed. I can't believe they have opinions. They had opinions in the 70s, too, but what they didn't have in the 70s was free agency. What they didn't have in the early 1990s was true, un, uh, like just unrestricted free agency. So I don't understand what the problem is. The team still have the power. Unfortunately, the team still have the power. You just don't like to hear the voices. You and I, you and I see eye to eye on this because you know the game hasn't changed. The coverage of the game, I, I'll go a step farther. I don't even think it's the players. I don't even think it's the players speaking up because technically, technically, neither Deshaun Watson nor Aaron Rodgers, and to a lesser extent, Russell Wilson has ever said anything. And what Russell Wilson said was his usual benign kind of having it both ways commentary. Russell Wilson didn't go out say get me out of here. Yeah, exactly. You know, he let his agent put out his list at the time, but he didn't come out and, and say I'm never playing here again. Everything that Aaron Rodgers has quote unquote said has been through surrogates, you know, and Deshaun Watson hasn't said a thing. So other than some cryptic tweets that were left to interpretation. The only thing the NFL and these superstar quarterbacks in my mind have in common with superstar, say, NBA players is that the NFL has gotten closer to the NBA when it comes to year-round speculation, coverage, and drama. You know, like they're, they're, like yeah. NFL Twitter is kind of closing the gap a little bit with NFL Twitter. People that, that have covered the NFL, we'll talk to Charles Robinson later on for his regular Tuesday uh you know, spot with us. People that have covered the NFL for a long time realize that there is no such thing as an offseason in the NFL, but it's gone to a higher level now. The reality show is on right. constant loop. It's ongoing now, and the coverage and the speculation and the people who have so-called sources and the information and the um, you know the 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 the, 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 the speculation, all, all, yeah, the innuendo, all the different, all the insiders, everybody, all the talk has given rise um, to storylines that would suggest that NFL players and in particular quarterbacks have a power that they don't. I, I'm so relieved to hear you say that because you, there is not an argument between us here because I was thinking the same thing when I saw it. I'm like, every, and not even that. The, the three of those guys, their circumstances are so different. You know, and the thing about it is they had long-term right. contracts that they recently signed. You know, like in Deshaun Watson's case, he just signed with the Texans 
there was either a lie or miscommunication about his level of involvement in picking the next coach and GM. He was frustrated. He asked out. They never gave in and we'll see what happens now that he's working his way through the sexual assault allegations. Okay, so there's Deshaun Watson. Aaron Rodgers situation is completely different. Aaron Rodgers is an aging quarterback, traditionally speaking, whose team drafted his heir apparent. He wants more security or wanted more security with that team, if I'm understanding the circumstances. So it's not that he, oh, I just want out of here. I want to go chase a ring somewhere else. Well, now he does. It's I don't want to be now a lame duck quarterback. Well, well, some of it's there. I, I mean, he can chase a ring wherever he goes. Well, that's well how yeah, but I guess my saying, but the impetus was the lack of a commitment yeah. from the team. So there's irony there. Mate, right. And then Russell that's Wilson, yeah. whatever his problem was, ended before it started. Like Seattle was Tom like, Brady. yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, he, it, just, it didn't even matter. Well, don't invite, again, don't invite me to a Super Bowl. Don't invite me to a Super Bowl at Tampa. Well, I got to watch the old dude win a championship again. And but, the one, the but, second but one I should have won was against him. Yes. Then but I, as know, we've discussed, Brady, Brady, and you know this, you, you, you've said this plainly. Brady did not go to the Patriots and say, I want out. They thought he, he was done. They he wanted me. to stay and it worked out perfectly in year one when even Tom Brady this year didn't believe this was going to be the year and Antoine Winfield yesterday said I didn't think there was something special about this team till we beat the Saints in the playoffs. That was their second playoff win. So, you know, this this idea right. that oh Brady showed gave him a blueprint is BS like that was a unique set of circumstances and then if you look at the guys that have been traded this offseason. Carson Wentz, Philly was done with Carson Wentz and he was done with Philadelphia. That wasn't Carson Wentz at the height of his game deciding, oh, you know what? I want to, I want, yeah, I want to usher in an era of player empowerment. They benched and him. They that, were like, oh, yeah, right. Right. And not just that, if, a, if, if, if another team, if it weren't for Frank Reich, who knows where Carson Wentz ends up? If it wasn't for having a coach in Indianapolis that a needed a quarterback and was willing to pay a second this year and a potential first next year to get him. And lastly, Matthew Stafford, Matthew Stafford. How long has he been in Detroit? They got a new regime. It was mutually beneficial for them to get multiple first round picks from the LA Rams for a guy that they were ready to turn the page from anyway. So to I, I sell that I go through. I went through one by one, Michael, to say that to identify this as some kind of a trend when in the NBA, it is about one player being able to affect and change the course of a team's fortunes and that one player coming up on free agency and being able to dictate whether or not the team wants to see him walk for nothing. They can play it out or they are forced to move him prior to him exercising his right for free agency. That trend has not started in the NFL. It has not. It There's one guy that's talked his way changed. out of town, and that's, and, and that's Antonio Brown, who wanted more money, and he tweeted and talked his way out of town because the Pittsburgh Steelers had enough of his crap, and they traded him to the Raiders for pennies on a dollar, which looks like a steal in hindsight, given what happened since then. Other than that, right. there, this, there is no trend 
to 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 there is no call for an old man to yell at over this league. This is not the NBA, not yet, because each of these quarterbacks is different, and there is not, not some blueprint close. for a guy forcing his way out. You of said time. not yet. You said Mike, not yet, and I want to get to this, and then we'll get to our company. Uh, take a break and get the company. Look, you said not yet. It ain't even close. NBA has guaranteed contracts. Everybody's got a guaranteed contract. So uh, in the NBA, yeah, the players have some authority because look, the coach doesn't like it. All right, coach, how much the you make? Players league. I make. Right. I bet you I make. Correct. I bet you I, I bet you I make more than you. And so, um, what has what has happened in the NFL is just a continuation of what Ron Wolf came up with. I mean, imagine this. You brought up Tom Brady. Imagine everybody's giving Brady his flowers right now. Again, seven times Super Bowl champ. The Patriots started in 2013. Now you're not familiar with this because you know you you know nobody ever never nobody ever rejected you. Okay, nobody ever rejected you, but uh you ever get that hey, oh, look at the time. Woo, you still here. Wow. Yeah. Oh, well, you know what? Let, let me let you, gotta, you go. I know, I, I, I know you got I, stuff to do. Let me let you go. Yeah, that's right. 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 The, the Patriots start doing yeah. that to Tom Brady in 2014. Woo. Oh, man, you've been around for you. must be tired, right? You tired? You ready to go? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not? You trying Making to come back next year? Next year? <gasps> they have been. They've been waiting for him. They were waiting for him to decline. For six years, and then finally they said, "Okay, see you later, bye." So, hmm. so stop with the uh, the players having the authority. The teams have had and continue to have authority in the NFL. But let's roll the music. This Rogers could do this the easy way or the hard, hard way. Russell's still a Seahawk until further notice, and if Deshaun gets traded, clearly it was going to be on the Texans' terms. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not exactly sure hey, what man. league Ron Wolf is observing. And it's the same one we're watching. Mike, we, 15 minutes ago, we were talking about family. We're going to reconnect with family in a few minutes. A few minutes. Reconnect with our brother. I'm going to go get a refill. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. All right, Mark J. Spears from The Undefeated is here with us now uh, fresh off of hosting. I beg your pardon hosting the Hall of Fame press conference on Friday fr- fresh off of uh, a monumental Hall of Fame uh, weekend down the road at Mohegan Sun. Lots y'all y'all must have been busy there. or something. No, you I, my tickets. Just, yeah. The plug didn't come through. <laughs> my tickets just didn't come through. So, I mean, I would have loved to have been there, but no, let, we'll, we'll get to the play and we'll get to uh, other NBA topics with you in a second, but let's start there, man. First of all, like, what was that experience like for you moderating uh, and hosting the Hall of Fame press conference on Friday? Props for that. Man, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, one of the best moments of my career, very surreal. Um, you, you see that picture behind me. It's uh, 
from the 2008 finals. Uh, that's the program with Kevin Garnett, half his face, and half Kobe Bryant. And so to moderate something where both of them were, um, you know, inducted into the Hall of Fame was it was super meaningful. Uh, I, I, when Kevin came up, I said, oh, you, you haven't got rid of me yet, huh? <laughs> he just laughed. And, and he, he made me feel cool for a second. When he left the stage, he gave me a salute and said, Mark. I said, all right, that, that was all right. Um, I had to read the statement cool. for Kobe Bryant's wife, uh, who declined to be a part of that press conference. And, and um, man, it was it was hard to read. I, I, I miss him dearly. Um, I think he would it would have been wow. I could only imagine the speech he would have given. But I think his wife showed a lot of strength and, and was amazing. And obviously, see Tim Duncan there um, to ask him questions on that stage. A uh, guy that is about as underrated a superstar as we ever had. I mean, every moment of it, man, is something I'll never forget. Good for what, you, was man. The, what was uh, from what you host. witnessed? Yeah, I'm telling you, I, you know, congratulations, Spears. First of all, good to see you. As I said yeah. to Mike, I mean, it's like a reconnection with family every time we see you. Well, so, I miss y'all, man. Uh, it, it's, it's good to have you here. Uh, what was it like to observe the interaction between those Hall of Famers? I mean, it's always like, I say that in any sport, when you see these people who have operated at such a high level and they start to have conversations, it's almost like looking, uh, observing, or listening to a different language because they're just yeah. on another level. What was that like just seeing them interact with one another? Well, I mean, obviously the two for me were Garnett and Duncan. These were, these were two guys who could you can make an argument with both of them as the best power forward ever, and they had to, you know, iron sharpens iron against each other their whole careers, you know, and um, I, I heard that perhaps they didn't have the greatest relationship that uh, KG said something to him one time that was out of pocket, you know, Duncan was quiet, um, but you couldn't tell that, you know, and, and, and Garnett said it best when time passes, some of that bitterness and that fight passes and, and you start loving each other a lot more. And so, you know, uh, they had a, a dinner on Friday night and I, I took a picture of those two guys talking and they talked for about 10, 15 minutes, just them two in a room of a thousand people, which is kind of scary during a pandemic, but nonetheless, uh, to be a fly on the wall, to hear what those two guys were saying to each other, uh, would, would have been amazing. And so just seeing those guys, it's kind of, I call it like you, you'll laugh at this. It's like the bad boy reunion concert. Like when I went to that, man, when you, I got to see 112 and uh, Faith Evans and, you know, Lil' Kim all at once. Like, you get to see all these folks you grew up with <laughs> mm -hmm. back having a good time. That's just, yeah. Another thing is uh, I got to see Paul Pierce, who I covered, and see his excitement about getting to the Hall of Fame. So it was just, I, I enjoyed every second of it, every second. Um, want to go back to Vanessa Bryan, who you uh, you wrote about, but undefeated.com, and just the the warrior queen, the 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 you know the the woman that is every bit, if not more, tough than Kobe Bryant, which is saying a lot, you know, and yeah. who, and who keep, continues to display that strength. And this was our first time hearing her speak since the memorial, and you know, even though we'll reflect, I mean, I know you think about Kobe all the time, given how close you were, but, you know, personally, I could just say, I'll reflect on Kobe randomly from time to time, and it saddens me. This is something that this woman and, and, and her family, they are carrying daily. Even going to yeah. Saturday night, Natalia, it was her senior prom. 
yeah. you know, and, and her dad's not there for her senior prom. And so I, I just wonder, I don't know how, how much you either have gotten to know Vanessa or, or, or Kobe's, you know, family or, or just from your conversation with Kobe, how much you know about them or even just keeping tabs on them since his passing. I love to just know, know more about this remarkable woman, these beautiful daughters, um, and just how they're carrying on his legacy to, you know, seeing her put on his jacket. I, I can't imagine what the, the weight that they must have been carrying this entire weekend. I didn't get so to know. It's just remarkable. Yeah, I mean, I've obviously seen her and been around her in passing in the hallways after games and stuff like that, but Kobe kept his family really private, so I, you know, I didn't get an opportunity mm-hmm. to spend any time with her, but coming into the weekend with me doing the press conference, they were hoping that she would take part and she ultimately had declined um, with the, and had the statement. But I, I was told that her hope was to make it joyous and, and a celebration and not a memorial. She had done that already. And she, she wanted to celebrate her husband's legacy. And I, and I even think that she did it with her presence and she did it with her dress. And what I mean by that is at the memorial, she was dressed in all black. But at the Friday ceremony where they gave the Hall of Fame jacket, she had this beautiful, you know, white uh, dress suit on. And then Saturday night, she had a a purple dress with a necklace with a purple uh, heart pendant on it. So I even think with her clothes, she was trying to set the mood on how she wanted it to be. There was a moment that I don't think anybody saw, but I saw from (laughs) our high media vantage point, as you guys are familiar from that time to time. But when she gave Natalia... Uh, her jacket, the Kobe's jacket, when she put the Hall of Fame jacket on it, uh, Vanessa left the stage and and went by, behind the curtain. And I was like, whoa, um, perhaps she had an emotional moment there and, and went to collect herself or didn't want everybody to see her. I, I don't know what happened. Maybe she just left the stage. But I don't think if, if she did have an emotion, some emotion there, which is certainly understandable, she never showed that the whole weekend publicly, you know, um, and, and Russell Wilson, Sierra, Lala, Pau Gasol and his wife, you know, um, Sabrina Ionescu, all of them were there for her. So she had her support system there, one of Kobe Bryant's sisters, but not once did I see her cry. Not once did I see her mm. falter. And she certainly was in her right to do so more than anybody there. Uh, I saw a lot of Kobe Bryant fans who were really emotional people had emotional words, but I could tell by her words, by her presence and by her strength, it was, it was about celebrating and, and remembering how great a player Kobe was and not dwelling back on, on the tragedy that took, took place. You know, Mark, I mean, th- this is, and I'm glad you, you uh, relayed that story to us, uh, just to, kind of taking us behind the scenes there. And I, I think maybe you've known this for a while and maybe people who have covered basketball have known this, but it's pretty obvious from the memorial service to the actual Hall of Fame induction. I, I think a lot of people have wanted to, and Jordan even mentioned this, he said a lot of my fans, his quote, a lot of my fans were disappointed when Kobe, like that Kobe kind of modeled his game after mine and he took some of my moves. He said, but it was like a great relationship, the brotherly relationship between Jordan and Kobe Maybe a lot of people didn't know or didn't realize this is not like a this was not a rivalry. Is that something you always knew? But it's clear now. Is this something you always realized? Because I think it's 
like Jordan has been very candid and saying, yeah, I, I told him everything I knew. Yeah, I think I think he was more like a pesky little brother that you that you fell in love with. Their uh, the heights of their careers were too far apart for them to really be rivals, right? Uh, Jordan was at the end, Kobe was at the beginning, but I think in in Jordan, Kobe found somebody who mentally and uh, skills wise was on his level. Like you think about it, who does he call for advice for mentoring when you're competitive level is that high when your skill level is that high when your success is that high like who who do you call you call michael jordan and i think michael jordan probably enjoyed those conversations uh that they i think they had late at night and jordan in a memorial called him my little brother and so they were extremely close and like like you know kobe ain't gonna uh he, he was certainly strong in opinion but like, who does he go to where you'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, Jordan. <laughs> like, well, Jordan said that. So, all right, all right. You know, I, he makes a good point. So right. I could only imagine some of the conversations they had about, you know, uh, work ethic and lack thereof from a lot of guys. And when I was playing and yeah, how much it's changed because um, I, I don't think they, they might have been the only other person that, the other, that each of them could relate to, if that makes sense. No, it does. And maybe because Kobe was so unashamed in his, you know, patterning his himself, his mannerisms, everything about his, his approach after Jordan, maybe, you know, it seemed it seemed like it was it was more acceptable than say, whereas LeBron, even though that, you know, obviously him and Jordan's careers were even farther apart. Yeah. There, there's still a rivalry there, at least among fans that often compare yeah. them. Like the Kobe comparison to Jordan was more, hey, that's cool. Whereas LeBron, yeah. like I said, who's better? Um, if, as far as LeBron, though, I, I like to transition to uh, to what he said about Steph Curry, and yeah. setting aside, you know, his potential motivation, or maybe not setting aside. Maybe it was about him recruiting Steph Curry for a collaboration down the road. Maybe it was about laying a foundation for a great story if the Lakers go through 17 games, including LeBron's MVP en route to repeating as, as champions. I'd love to know right now, Spears, uh, what your MVP ballot looks like. I don't know if you turned it in or not, but I if, don't vote. If, if you do feel like there's a legitimate case for Steph Curry, you don't vote anymore? You used to? I, I, stopped, voting like, I stopped voting like four or five years ago, which might be a more interesting really? story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Do you care got, to know why? Or you just, I'd love to know why you ain't. Why aren't you voting? Uh, I mean, I might start a start a problem here, but the reason why I don't vote anymore is I call it the Howard Beck rule. I'm calling Howard Beck out. Uh, Howard uh, try got all the uh, the NBA to make all the votes public, which to me is, uh, and I, I think he may regret it a little bit now, but I think it was a huge mistake. Because one, once we started making the votes public, you have players who I know were like, well, why am I doing an interview with him? He didn't vote for me. So the hell with him, I'm going to hold this against him. Another thing is, Hmm. by making the votes public, I I remember when Clay Thompson didn't make All-NBA. And so if, if, if your vote is public, it is known that you played the role in not, him not getting a bonus, him not getting, um, you know, some kind of thing triggered in his contract. So I, I don't want my vote to affect somebody's money. 
I don't want my vote to be public. So I, I've heard players say, well, I ain't talking to him no more because he didn't vote for me. And so to me, it's, it's a skewed process. It's a tainted process. And uh, until they change it, where we go back to being anonymous, not that, you know, I'm scared of that, but I mean, I even say this, like I'm in the all-star game, I voted and it was public and there was a player that was mad at me because I didn't vote for them for all-star MVP. So the, it, it, it being public, man, it just, it hurts me. You just relinquished it. Yeah, it hurts me more than it helps me. And morally, I think there's some problems there. Yeah, you know, it, wow. it sounds like part Mike, of the problem. Mike, I don't, I don't even know if I want. Was, yeah, I don't even know what the answer is. I remember now, voting. I got... <laughs> well, but but here's here's the deal, though. Here's the deal. The problem is with the process, and the problem is with some of the players too. Like, hey, I, I, you you would lose respect for me if because of our relationship. I voted you as number yeah. one in the MVP race, even though you probably should have been fifth. So you're yeah. mad at me. You're mad at me for not voting for you, but I think you'd lose respect for me. I would hope you would lose respect for me. Yeah, yeah. If I voted you number like you one simply based yeah. on, the, on the strength of our relationship. And and I'm not the only reporter that has this story. I'm, I'm sure there's, there, yeah, I know sure. there are others who were like, ah, oh, I, I remember you didn't vote for me. They like go down and I, I had somebody that actually called me the day of the voting and I'll leave nameless, but I'll put this out there. They're like, well, James Harden does interviews with you. Why would you vote for Russ? Russ doesn't do any interviews with you. So I was like, come on, dog. Like, <laughs> you know, because if, if you don't vote for James, James ain't, ain't going to do any interviews with you anymore. And not that this person had any, I think, uh, influence. They had zero influence. I voted for James, and I still don't get interviews from James now. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that it matters. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, what's crazy is, is yesterday we were talking about stuff, and I said, um, you know, what's the difference between two-time and three-time when you're already all-time? That gives me pause about thinking that way because clearly these people take it very seriously, each and one. And I'm not saying it's Steph, but each and one. But, they but, take, but they you take know, the, even the with that all star MVP, even with those all star MVP and stuff, there's a bonus there too. Finals MVP yeah. bonus. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I yeah. still get heat for t- or picking a dollar. <laughs> you, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, so, you know, but it's with crazy. that said, Okay, what I was going to say, uh, uh, Mike, and I know uh, Spears used to cover the Celtics back in the day. You know, you may have heard this story about uh, Red Auerbach. I know it's a different era. Uh, this is a modern NBA, and he came up in the, you know, mom and pop NBA. But he hated incentives. He really hated incentives because he'd be like, wait a minute. I'm already paying you top dollars. You mean to tell me yeah. I got to pay you more for making an all-star team? Based on what I'm paying you, you should make the all-star team. Or yeah, yeah. you should be in the MVP. That should be one of your goals, right? Like one of the things, yeah. Like one of the <laughs> things that stands out to me is, this is crazy. Jalen Brown of the Celtics has a, a, a clause in his contract. He's got an incentive. If he plays 58 games, 58 it's it's an extra four hundred thousand, four hundred fifty thousand. Like, what a whack incentive! Like, why would the Celtics hey, ever agree to that? What's fifty eight? I'm 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 mad at both of y'all because because y'all was getting contracts before I was, and y'all didn't have me put no clause about page views. 
and TV appearances, hey, man. Like, like I, listen, I, you know, I could have got bonuses. Man, I'm an independent uh, contractor right now. I don't think I've ever had a contract. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, y'all had nice. Money, I never, I, well, I never had paid. <laughs> I, no, I had, I had, I had appearances. Actually, I think I might have broke that. I had a certain number of appearances, and if I went over, I got X amount of dollars per appearance over. See? I blew through that so quickly, and they had to cut me such a big check until every just unlimited television for everybody else's contract. So I think I might have, I might have been hey, the person that ruined. Hey, dur- that. during our our newspaper days, remember they used to give us those days instead of uh, vacation days. What they call them? That's right. What they call those days? Not planning. Was it planning days or something? No, just like no comp days. Comp days. When I left the Boston, yes, comp days. When I left, left the Denver Post. When you left Boston? No, when I left the Denver Post to go to Boston, I had three months worth of. I had ninety comp days, and they had to pay pay for it, and they were pissed. (laughs) That was my only (laughs) bonus I've ever gotten. So I mean, you know, I know you don't, you don't, you didn't want your vote public, but it's just the three of us anyway. Do you? Would you mind telling us if you had a ballot, what your MVP ballot would look like? I actually would. I think I would have went with Chris Paul. Wow. Okay. Why? Why Chris Paul? Uh, give give us one through five, five real quick. That- well, before you get to Chris Paul, what's one through five real quick? Before you get to Chris Paul. It was your one. Uh, I mean, I, I'm just making it up. I wouldn't know. I'll just stick with one, because I'd have to think about it. Okay, fine. I take that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you haven't thought about it. no problem. But why Paul? All right, so you would go with why, Chris why Paul? Because I'm not voting no more. So. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I did take I do take it very seriously, and I did take it very seriously when spend. I wouldn't vote until the day after the season ended. But I just think that if you would have told me the Suns would have had the second seed before the season started. I thought you were crazy. I, I, I felt like he was going to help them get in the playoffs, six, seven, eight. But for the Suns to have flirted with the best record in the Western Conference, flirted with the top seed, and his his addition has just done so much for that franchise. It's not getting the respect that it deserves. I'm, I'm more than just like, look, Joker and, and Steph have had amazing seasons. Steph's numbers are astronomical. I I probably would put Steph too, um, but for Chris Paul to put this franchise has had nothing but nothing since Steve Steve uh, Nash left to to the playoffs and make them a title contender. Even though we don't want to talk about them as such, I think is absolutely incredible and hasn't gotten its chest to. Well, hold on. Now. Well, Monty Williams was like the uh, coaches' association. Coach of the year, so there's that. I like it. Got, Monty Williams got recognized. I like the Spears. Okay, all right. So, okay, you said the magic words, title contender, with the Phoenix Suns. So let's take it. Let's 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 take it there a little bit. Let's move it closer uh, to the Larry O'Brien Trophy. If the Lakers win their playing game, they're the seventh seed. They'd be matched up with Phoenix. Does Phoenix win that series? Uh, I would pick the Lakers, but they could. Man, well, come on. What, what, hey, man, listen. You can't pick. You can't say they're title contenders. And but but, I'm, but the hey, first round. but if you want to be honest, there's probably se- there's, there's probably seven title contenders in the West. 
No. It's wide open, man. Anybody could win it's it in the West. Right it's a wide open field. No, uh, there is not one Portland team. I'm going to tell you Portland can Dallas can't win it. I'm going to tell you who can't. Dallas can't win it. Portland can't win it. I'm going to tell you who can't win it. All right, you're right. I'm going to tell you who can't win it. Okay. No, go ahead, Spears. I'll tell you after you make your point. No, I'll tell so you who can't win it. Go ahead, Spears. Let, let me rephrase what I said. I'd say Utah, Phoenix, the Clippers. Who's four or three? Uh, no, I don't the think Clippers, Denver the Clippers can. Are four. I think there's four teams that can win it. Four teams. And I know you guys look at me crazy about Utah and Phoenix, but I respect what they've done this no. regular season. So. And and if no, Mike Conley no, I, I and, issue with and Spider that. are healthy and they got that big fella blocking everything, they have a really good team. Utah has a really really good team. I'm I'm not sleeping on Utah, um, but it, there's no clear cut favorite. There's no and and because of, and it's because of the Lakers injuries. If the Lakers were healthy, yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know how LeBron's ankle is going to be tomorrow. You know, AD was missed a lot of this season, so they're they're a big question mark, especially having such short break before uh, the season after the bubble. So it's it's wide open. No, I, I agree with that. Um, but get get Michael there when it comes to the Jazz. All right, but the team that I got to eliminate uh, is the Clippers. They didn't they didn't clipped already before the playoffs had even started. Do you mean to tell me? that these clowns really tanked against Houston and Oklahoma City or really for the final stretch of the season to avoid the Lakers early in the playoffs? Did they they concede the third seed to Denver, accept the fourth seed, and and really mess with the basketball guys in a way when the Lakers could still end up on that side of the bracket? Do you think they really did that? Because if so, whose dumbass idea was that? Somebody in analytics. Somebody in analytics. <laughs> there you go, man, Michael. Straight up. Yeah, like, <laughs> there you go, Michael. You somebody go, in Michael. analytics I mean, came up like, with this thing and probably had a board meeting and presented it to everybody and they bought it. I'm sure the players don't like it. Um, I would actually say that even before that little weird move, I I like them the best if I had to pick one team in the West. I, I, yeah, but I, one thing that scares me about them, man, is I do not forget what I saw in the bubble when the times were the toughest, mm-hmm. when their back was against the wall. That was probably the worst collapse I've ever seen from a team mentally in a game. I, I just remember sitting mm-hmm. there being absolutely stunned about what I saw. Like they're missing layups. They're just they're at, guys are tired. They're asking out. I'm like, what is going on here? They just want to go home. <laughs> the ladies are here now. Like they let them in the bubble a month ago. Like, like what's going on here? Like, like if they, their families if they, are here. Really I, I just did didn't this. get it. If they really did this, and I and I'm hoping that I was already pulling for the Warriors in the playing game because I like. Well, I had to. How do how do you lose winning, to Houston? But, I don't think there is. If they well, did this, they saying. did it. Okay, cool. They well, great. Because I'm trying. Yeah, to, I'm, I'm still trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm still trying to give them the benefit because it's so dumb. But no, because yeah. it's so it's so right. dumb. Because here's why it's dumb. Number one, the Lakers could still finish eighth if they lose and then win against the Grizzly Spurs winner. They could still mm-hmm. finish with the eighth seed and be on that side of the bracket. Number one. Number two, if, if the only way that the Clippers overcome this 
this this this, this narrative that's out there right now about how weak-minded they yeah, are is to actually go through the Lakers. If they don't yeah. go through the Lakers, I don't care if they win the championship. People will always affix well, uh, an asterisk. Well, that's going to well, hey, that 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 uh, analytics dude is going to be working at JP Morgan Chase. You didn't come through the Lakers. You heard me. That analytics you didn't come dude. Through the Lakers. Huh? It better work, or that analytics dude's going to be at JP Morgan Chase or Wells Fargo real soon. They they're going to get rid of him for coming up with this theory. Le- LeBron LeBron had to hear it last year because of who he didn't go through, as if it was his fault that the Clippers and 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 Giannis didn't make it to the finals. If the Clippers yeah. don't go through the Lakers, then their credit they have no credibility this, this season, no matter what That's they accomplish. True. It will hey, all man, they have never won LA, a they'll be like, well, you ain't beat the Lakers. Hey, they, they have never you won a championship. The they'll, they'll take it however they can get it. That, if, no, they'll <laughs> take it, the but, Lakers but somebody to the will always be able to hang over their head. They don't care. I'm when sorry. Never discretion eaten, discretion when you've is never eaten before, when you've never eaten before, you're going to take okay, a meal anywhere you can get it. I'm telling you, Spears, I'm telling you what the rap is going to be on this team. If this team actually makes it out of the West and finally breaks through to win a championship, yeah, they'll have their banner. But in this battle for the soul of LA, which really ain't a battle, when it comes to they, they will it will always be held against them that they paper right. champions and that they never went through the Lakers. If they succeeded in avoiding the Lakers, let's say this master plan works, it backfires yeah. because they, they have they have no respect for avoiding the Lakers unless they beat the Lakers. Well, hey man, Curry and the Miracles might make it happen though. Right? Mm. I hope look, maybe I, I, yeah. I, I, that's what I you got. You heard what I said? Curry and the Miracles, baby. We'll see what like happens right. tomorrow. I like it. I like it. Bro, here's my last, uh, we can't, my last we can't question eat. for you. Well, I was going to say, we can't eat the stable center, but I'm going to eat, eat popcorn before I walk into that game. Boy, I can't wait to go to that game. Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, rightfully yeah. so. Yeah. All right, my, 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 my final question for you is, who do, who do you like in the East? Simple as that. Who, who's coming out of the Eastern Conference? Uh, Nets. I assume they'll be healthy. If they're healthy, they're the best team. If they're okay. healthy, they're the best team in the league. In the league? Woo. Yes. Woo. Speak, speaking of the Nets, you know what I'd actually like to know? What did you think of Kyrie and what he said the other day? I mean, dude just joins the 50-40-90 shooting club. 13 instances, nine people have done it. And a couple of days before, he flat out said, basketball is not the most important thing to me right now. I'd I love to know your thoughts on that, having covered the game for a long time, probably knowing yeah. Kyrie well. Just did you have any deeper takeaways from that? Uh, I love Kyrie um, as a person, man. He's ex- I- intriguing. Um, he has so much more to him than basketball. But when he's on the court, I- I've never said that he hasn't given it all. So as long as you show up to work, it doesn't have to be your most important thing in your life. I mean, it, he cares about mm-hmm. uh, the legacy of the, you know, American Indian. He cares about uh, race and, and social injustice and, and stopping to use the N-word. And, and so I, I look at him differently. I know people beat him up and, and think he's crazy or think he's weird. But I just I just think he's probably just too smart. <laughs> like... Like, <laughs> I, I think mentally basketball might be beneath him from a mental standpoint. They're just so much more like I got a, I remember getting a call when I was in the bubble 
and they were saying that Kyrie wanted to do an entertainment room for the WNBA players because he heard that they didn't have that much. Like, so there, there's some depth to him that mm. if you if you just take away the method to his madness, it's, it's quite quite beautiful. So I I I applaud him for being him unapologetically and and doing some things differently. And but like I said, if, but when he's on the court, you as long as you give me what you need to give me on the court, I really don't care what you do off of it. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Facts. All right, man. Well, we appreciate you, bro. This was fun. I, I think I, I, I emptied my magazine with you. Uh, I had a whole list of stuff. Um, I think we covered it all, man. Enjoy the, enjoy the playoffs. We're going to be following you as always. Yeah. Thanks for stopping by and dropping some knowledge on us, man. Yeah, man. I'm just going to the Grim Reaper games right now that I call because they ain't giving us no access to the players, which is another bull thing that the NBA is doing right now. But conversation for another day, but Anytime y'all want me on, man. I love y'all. Yeah. Love you back. (laughs) Be good. Absolutely. All right. (laughs) Take care. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You were pretty adamant in your disagreement with me a moment ago that a possible Clippers first championship in franchise history would not yeah. lose some of its luster if they did not, not at all go through the Lakers. Not at all. Not at all because then the mm. joke there's, there, there's a there's a parallel that comes to mind. I wonder if you're going to bring it up. Go ahead. I'm trying a, a parallel of somebody who won a championship yet that championship somehow gets an asterisk because they didn't no, do it. No, it's not way? that. It actually, oh. it actually went the other way. But, but I, I don't want to throw you off course. But it, I'm thinking. It, no, no, I, 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 I can't thinking? even think of anything. I just, I just know. Yeah, tell I, me, tell I, me what I, you I'm think. I'm thinking about 04. I'm thinking about Red Sox 04, going through the Yankees, in route it's better to when you go ending the, the curse. Sure. It was it like there were some that thought that that was the real championship, like coming back from that deficit and beating the Yankees mattered more to Red Sox nation in the World Series. I know that's crazy. But emotionally, emotionally, knocking emotionally, out Big Brother at the time, it was significant. Yeah, the championship, significant. obviously, ending the curse, it was nothing without the curse. Championship in, so, all I'm say, right. so all I'm saying is... You got to win a title. Yeah, all I'm saying is, if you're the Clippers, Michael, and you tank to avoid the Lakers, you look real soft right now. And if this works, <laughs> it backfires because people are gonna remember it. Uh, they gotta remember. Oh, you didn't really yeah, go through the bar. So you, you, you know, you. Yeah, it's it's like people, boxing. I tell you, 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 you didn't take it. you didn't take the belt. People, the people who remember it are the people who who will never be impressed with you anyway. They'll be wearing those jerseys. You see what Kyle Kuzma's wearing right now? They'll be wearing Lakers jerseys. Only people who remember that. But they don't want to give you love anyway. 
They still think you're a joke. If you beat the Lakers, they'll say, oh, yeah, you had to beat us when we were banged up. LeBron's ankle. Anthony Davis is hurt. He missed all that time. Yeah, but we that's healthy, a stretch. Y'all you, can't, never they, win. you can't do nothing about you can't, that. Th- that's not the same you can't thing. Never, right, but you can't that's do anything about thing. it anyway. Hey, you ain't trying to impress. No. You will never. Look, if their agenda, if their agenda is to get that, that uh, you got it, bro. Remember, do the right thing with Radio Raheem with the, with, with the boom box. Had the little sound off mm-hmm. uh, with, with the brothers there on the stoop. And he turned his up. Fight the power. And they were like, you got yeah. it, bro. And then yeah. you put the hand up. Radio right. Raheem. All right, look. You're never going to yeah. get that from the Lakers fans. They will never give you the you got it, bro. Because you're the Clippers. And it's better for them to make fun of you. It's a cottage industry. Clips don't clip. Clippers don't clip. Yeah, yeah. They want to keep saying that. They want to keep calling you the little brother. They want to keep saying... Uh, you ain't got your own arena. Uh, you, this is a town full of Lakers fans. But you know why? You know why? Because you keep giving them reasons. You keep being whack. No. You keep doing no, whack stuff that gives them reason not to not respect you. They can't do nothing about LeBron's ankle. They can't do nothing about Anthony Davis's injuries. They, like, but when you consciously av- try to avoid them, that's like taking a long way home from school. Like you can't, you like you could yeah. only you could, come on, man. Like you gotta meet, you gotta meet behind a yeah. tree at three fifteen. Like you I mean, like that? that's so whack. You ever do it? No, hell no. That's so you whack. Okay. Now, because if I'm gonna get my ass whipped, I'm, I'm gonna at least get my respect in the process. I'm not gonna run from it. They ain't gonna respect so you. So it's like, yo, they ain't gonna like, respect so, you. Run so from you it. going around, you 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 going out of your way to go around the Lakers yeah. discredits the championship that you ain't even won yet. And it's why nobody hey, will the, respect the you. Okay, no, the problem is the the problem is that the Clippers have taken the shots and the and the slings from from everybody else in the league. Everybody does it. The Clippers just get jokes about it because I'm telling you, teams that we're not even thinking about do it. One of the teams that the Clippers lost to is that Oklahoma City Thunder. They're a joke, but they suck. So so nobody's paying attention. No, okay, so they're not going so to the go. playoffs. The long, the, no, give me a I playoff know, the, team the point is, that's sitting around. But no, no. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, everybody in the league does it to some degree. Now the extremes are. Here's the extreme: the Clippers, a playoff team, avoiding the Lakers. That's one extreme. Here's the other extreme: Oklahoma City Thunder went three and twenty-five down the stretch. They went three and twenty-five. One of those wins is over the Clippers. Mike. The point is, yeah. Mike, they tanked. They tanked the season. So the one extreme tanking is OKC going nowhere. The other tanking is going somewhere. And that's okay. And in between is a lot of teams that have said, okay, uh, it's in our best. Here's our, where's our clearest path to a championship. We're going to take it. Other teams have done but it. But that's not. They're just silent. That's no, silent Michael. No, it. I'm disappointed. I'm, I'm really disappointed that them. you would actually co-sign this crap. No, Michael. All shapes and sizes, my friend. And this is that 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 that's, might be the same sport, but it ain't the same ballpark and it ain't the same league because okay. you comparing what Oklahoma City did this year ducking. or what or what the or, or, tr- or what the trust the process Sam Hinkie Sixers used to do from the same to a pool. Clippers team it's from the same pool. What, what did you? It's all on the same. No, pool. it's not. No, one is strategy, one is cowardice. What did you get Kawhi Leonard for? What did you get Paul George for? To not beat LeBron James? 
to not have to, give to be you the LeBron best James? opportunity to give you the best opportunity to win discretion is not always the they, better part of valor. Would you fire Doc Rivers if, for if they have to like, I mean, you know what? You know what they're gonna do? You know what they're gonna do? They're gonna lose to your boy Luka Doncic. They're gonna lose in the first round. Shout out to Freddie Go- Freddie Gibbs. They getting sent home early. Shout out to Freddie Gibbs. Yeah. They like they go they going out in the first round because it's like and I wanted I'm so pissed off about this because I wanted to between the two Why? of us, Michael. Who was the one person? Who was the one person between the two of us? You're right. You're you're absolutely right. Why? Who was the one person between the two of us? Or if we'd ever have company that was actually trying to view this team through a different lens this year. And you may have come around you. on it, but I was like, no more Clippers jokes. It was you. This no, team's different. Damn that. Right, right. No, They're man. Good. Like this 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 is bothering They're me since yesterday, and we didn't get to it yesterday. This bothers me. This incenses me. You don't think like, championship not, teams have ever done? And, and it's disrespectful to everybody you don't else. Think the real because champion? okay, let's assume you actually get there. So if, if they get to avoid the Lakers until the conference finals, they will go. Where, am I, I mean, I let me get this right. Have the Clippers ever been in the conference finals? No. Have they ever been that far? Okay, so no. they will have to no. go where no Clippers team has has ever gone in order to meet the Lakers right. in the conference finals. Plus, you're testing fate, man. You don't you don't do that. You don't you don't tank and try to get play this team because you, you end up you losing don't think a on your team way has to done the, this before. You don't think a team that I don't, don't think they've think been. The, I don't has, think. Wait a minute. I, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not enlightened or informed enough. I'm not enlightened or informed enough to say what no team has ever done. What I will say is that when you're the Clippers, you are not in a position to be picking and choosing your opponents when you are it. fully capable of choking did. against anybody. You know what that tells you? They can choke you? against the Mavericks in the first round. You. They can choke Ooh, in the second round. I'm glad. I'm glad you said when you this is a character. You know what? This, you know this, what? Is, this is I'm glad that I'm learning about you. This is exposing a character flaw in you, my friend. Uh, that, like, on, I, I on, cannot baby. believe that you are actually uh, on board with yes. this. Yes. I, I, what, what does Rajon Rondo, who won a championship last year, what does Rajon Rondo care about the, the Danny Manning's Clippers, Mark Jackson's Clippers? I, for that matter, what does Rajon Rondo care about Doc Rivers' Clippers? Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, that ain't got this nothing to do with him. So you say when you're the, when you're this the Clippers, so when you're the Clippers, you can't do this. No, 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 no. Hey, I wasn't here for that. I don't care about what they did in 2009. I don't care about the Oklahoma City choke. You guys get caught up in the history. I'm here for right now. So. I don't care what they did. What happened All to just I know taking is, care of your own I'm business? I'm trying to win a championship. What happened to that, Michael? But okay, I am taking okay, care of my own business. business. It stands to reason. I'm taking care of my own okay. business. But then, this but is get, my best way to win a championship. But why wouldn't you want the highest seed possible? Why wouldn't you want the highest seed possible? That's because stupid. let's say that you nobody think that Utah. That. Let's say you think Utah or Phoenix nobody are fraudulent. That. And let's say the Lake. Let's say the Lakers get the seventh seed and the Warriors get the eighth seed. Let's say it plays out like that. Let's say the Lakers get the seventh and Warriors get the eighth. It wouldn't shock anybody if both those teams beat the Jazz and the Suns. That's how wide open the Western Conference is. And then you in know what series? you're looking at if you're the Clippers? Home in court for series? the rest oh, of the playoffs. Oh, in a 7-8 se- game, you're talking about. You're saying in, no, in I'm a 7-8 game? It, I'm saying if the Lakers end up 7, if the Lakers end up 7 yeah. and play the Suns, if it's Lakers-Suns 2-7, and the Warriors win the second playing game and they win and they go 8, and they knock off the Jazz. I again. I know the Jazz. I, I, I love the Jazz. I think the Jazz I'd be are great. Stunned. Okay, fine. I would be but, stunned. But uh, fine. Stunned. 
Okay, but, but maybe okay. Eight one has happened before. Maybe it is. We believe they got Steph Curry. Draymond right. Green said we got right. Steph Curry. We we believe. But point being, if you're the Clippers, get the third seed. Get the third seed so you got a home court advantage for whatever that's worth. I'm just saying, like whatever happened to handling your own business and letting the chips fall where they may everywhere else. Because what's going to happen is the Lakers. I wish. To, I, you know what? I hope. I want the Lakers to tank this game tomorrow night. And then beat the sorry John Morant, beat the the Grizzly Spurs winner, so they get the eight seed just to blow it up in the Clippers' face, dumbasses. Yeah. Because what well, you think you would do is you would want to play the Lakers so early as possible, given how banged up they are. But no, they want to outthink yeah. outthink themselves. They ain't going nowhere. They 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 you ain't said, going nowhere. You know why I'm, not play sorry, the highest I'm, seed? This is really bothering. Why not me. play the toughest schedule? Why not play the toughest schedule? People who say, hey, Just play. hey, bring them on. We'll play anybody anywhere. We don't care where they're seated. You know what those people are called? We're worried about us. Word for them. They're called liars. We're worried about us. They're called liars. They're lying. They, they are lying. I don't believe you. You don't want to play anybody at any time. That's why people fight for the number one seed because it's easier. It's easier. It's an easier path. Okay, so what the Clippers have done is try to take the easier path. And we'll and see if it works buy, out. It's going to blow up in but their if face. They're winning, if they're All there, right. if they're there doing a, putting a, a banner in the Raptors for the first time, you see Kawhi and Paul George there putting that banner up. Nobody cares. Oh, it's, it'll be the it's most legitimate championship. Yeah, yes, on, it will no be. If thing. they don't beat the Lakers on the way There's there, no if they don't beat the Lakers on the way there, if they don't beat the Lakers if on the way there, oh, keep your keep it. The paper champions. There's I will no, not recognize them. There's no. I will not Mike, recognize them. As I can champions. tell you this, Mike. I can tell you, there's no illegitimate championship in the history of the NBA. But if there were one, it would be winning a championship in a bubble. Oh, wait a minute. That would be the only illegitimate championship when you don't have to go so on the you, road. So you, so you double and play. So you double. So That's you double it. down on your bad take. So you out here caping up for the Clippers. Let's go to break. Let, let me save, save you from the yourself Clippers right now. Charles Robinson standing by anyway. Roll the music, Gary. Save Michael from himself. There's thankfully, no thankfully we thing. lost our audience without Here's technical difficulties. Our little audience left the premises. The so thankfully nobody will ever our see you say here. what you just said. Our audience rides hard for you us. Are, audience, you are legitimately keeping up for the Clippers. No, you are what I'm legitimately saying is, oh my God, there's no such thing as it. There's no such thing as an illegitimate title. It does not exist. It's a moot point because they won't win it anyway. It's a moot point. They won't get close to it. So it ain't even worth discussing because they won't win a championship. Who cares? The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I heard Shannon Sharp or somebody in the media talking about, oh, oh they, they could have signed Colin Kaepernick. Really? Like Shannon Sharp says, really? Okay. This is my team. 
I, we don't need Colin Kaepernick on our team, you know, with our young franchise, our young players to divide our locker room. We need a guy like Tim Tebow, who's a hometown hero, who has love for the city anyway. All right. He's going to be a great support for Trevor Lawrence on whatever and whatever capacity that is. Whatever capacity that is, it's going to be a positive rather than a negative. Hmm. <laughs> that was unfortunate. You know, Charles, my, my, my Listen, issue, but, but see, here's wait, the thing. Wait, wait, wait. My, my issue, even start? You get, I'm so glad yeah. that you never start me off with a controversial subject. I'm so glad <laughs> that, that you, you guys, is, you're like, let's just give them a slow pitch down the middle to start. There it is. Right. Let's warm him up. That's an easy one. Well, I mean, I, let listen, you know what it is, as long though. as... If we can get through the segment without Michael Smith pointing out any of my character flaws or talk about the crap I cape for, <laughs> I will be happy. So let's just try to do that. All right. That's a deal. No, hey, it's hey, like Charles, even we Charles, were on vacation. Charles, all I can tell you, I can just tell you this, Charles. You know, you've heard this before. It's true. Hurt people hurt people. I mean, like, you know, Michael Smith, it's like he, he, the brother's in pain. He's in pain right now. We can't help it. I just that's, want to put my arms around that's more accurate It's like a digital... Know. It's a digital embrace of Michael Smith because he can't help it. He got That's some more accurate than you realize. No, but but seriously though, like when we we went on vacation uh, when the Tebow stuff happened, and I, I immediately just rejected the the false equivalence between Tim Tebow and Colin Kaepernick. The only thing they have in common is their posture, is the posture that they're known for, which is taking a knee, right. like because it suggests that Colin Kaepernick is a there's a legitimate football reason to not sign Colin Kaepernick, right? Which we know that there is not Tim Tebow in his dreams was never as good as Colin Kaepernick. So I think it's disrespectful now to Colin Kaepernick, the player, but also Colin Kaepernick's position on social justice mm -hmm. to equate Tim mm -hmm. Tebow to Colin Kaepernick. It's making it seem like Colin Kaepernick is a downside to Colin Kaepernick legitimate and there is not. So there's that part of it. But beyond that, man, I have a hard time, Charles, taking it seriously at all. When Urban Meyer is is running out the 25th pick of the draft at running back at wide receiver uh, for all the minicamp, like I mean, Tim Tebow ain't making his team as a tight end. Like, as honestly, it's gonna be it's gonna be a non-story because he won't make the team because he can't play tight end at 34 years old when he couldn't do it at 24. He's not. I mean, what what am I missing here, Charles? Right. I look. I tried to tell people that. Um, lining up Travis Etienne at wide receiver and talking about him being maybe the next Percy Harvin is a way bigger story than Tim Tebow is for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right. Because right. number one, as you said, it's first off, he's not bringing him in as a quarterback, but it's a, it's a whole, it is a false equivalency here. I made the joke that, Hey, maybe Collins should have changed his position to tight end. It's a tongue in cheek joke. You know, obviously Collins not in the league for a, a vastly different reason than Tim Tebow wasn't in the league for so many years. Tim Tebow is just never measured up as an NFL player. He never measured up while he was playing NFL football. And so um, I think that people need to realize, A, it's May. B, it's a 90-man roster. And the truth is we can sit here and say, well, he's taking the spot of someone who, you know, maybe deserves an opportunity, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you the Urban Meyer perspective on this. If I'm Urban Meyer, I'm sitting there and I'm going, okay, let's say I could sign a guard from Sam Houston State 
as my 90th you know person on the roster is probably not going to make the team who I don't know um, doesn't really know me and my culture and all this stuff or I can sign someone who a is the hometown hero B is gonna bring you know eyeballs to the Jacksonville Jaguars create a buzz C knows the culture I want the leadership I want and and D I know how he's going to be in the locker room that isn't as a value add in May it is in May and I don't get judged on it particularly if I cut him um, in August when we're we're heading into the season he's not making the 53 man roster as a tight end which I agree I doubt he's going to make the, the rosters of 53 man 53 rostered tight end now if he does now we can judge Urban Meyer. At that point, if he makes a regular season roster, this is now something we can judge Urban Meyer on, just like making Travis Etienne take all of his reps at wide receiver, a 5'10", 200-pound elite college running back, and then calling him potentially a Percy Harvin type in the NFL, which, by the way, Percy Harvin did not pan out as the NFL player that a lot of people thought he could be. And now, granted, there was health issues involved there and other issues involved there, but you, you are – Urban Meyer literally took an elite level college running back and said, I want to turn him into a tweener. We're going to turn him into a tweener and try to use him as a tweener in the NFL level. Let me tell you something. It doesn't work. And coaches have to stop doing that, taking guys and turning them into tweeners. If you draft them as a tweener, that's different. You're saying I'm drafting them as a tweener. I'm going to figure out where I can use them. You drafted a guy who was an elite level running back and you draft him in the first round. And now you're going to say, let's turn him into Percy Arthur. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. I talked over there. I, I'm, no, no, no. No, I'm, that's I'm what I had to say when you had James why. Robinson. You had you right. had an undrafted thousand yeah. yard rusher. I'm gonna tell you why I disagree with both of you. Okay, I, I, I don't think it's false equivalency at all. This is why it, th- there's a reason people spend decades in relationships waiting for an I'm sorry, waiting for closure, or, or just waiting for you to acknowledge what they know to be true. You've told them you've been gaslighting them for years and years. You've been they they make you feel like you're crazy and you just want them to say I know you see me. I know I'm right. Just say I'm right and then we'll be done with it. So that's what it is. Look, you're right. Michael Smith. Colin Kaepernick is 20 times is still probably 20 times the football player that Tim Tebow was. That, that shows there's really mm-hmm. no comparison. But the reason I think there's a connection. People get so emotional about it. The reason I get emotional about it is because I just want you to say, I want the NFL, I want Roger Goodell and everybody else to say, general managers, no. head coaches to say, you know what? The reason he's not in the league is not because he can't play. It's because we don't like his politics. <laughs> and we can no, sign no. anybody we want. Them to we want say to. that? And no, wait, you want, I want you, you to want say, them to say those words? Because they've I already know they shown won't. that. I, I know they've shown it. But what bothers me, I'm going to tell you, I was at um, a, a, a panel discussion at BU uh, like three or four years ago, and Ezra Edelman was there, and Brian Billick was there, some other people. It had this whole sports thing. So Brian Billick, Super Bowl winning coach, sat up there and told an audience that the reason Colin Kaepernick is not in the NFL is because he can't play anymore. And I was like, dude, like, don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. Like, I, I, I'm insulted. I'm not even a, a, a Kaepernick. I'm not a 49ers fan. I'm not a Kaepernick fan. Don't do that to me. Don't like that's the stuff that drives people crazy. Tim okay. Tebow hasn't played in the NFL since 2012. He's been a minor league baseball player. He's been a broadcaster. He's been an evangelist. He can't play football. The right. point is NFL people sign 
whoever they want to whoever they want to sign, whether they can play or mm-hmm. not. So like just just say that, okay. and I'm good. But but okay, that. let me let me break down. Um, let me give you the counterpoint to that. It's really important. First off, Tim Tebow, I would argue, is being signed as a gimmick. Okay, and I would never want Colin Kaepernick Correct. at this point to be signed as a gimmick. That is an apology gimmick. There are different kinds of gimmicks. But if you sign Colin Kaepernick at this point and then he gets cut later, you're just like, well, we tried it out. Oh, it turns out he can't play. And all that does is back up the myth that Colin Kaepernick was out of the league because he couldn't play. That's number one. But let me give you number two. That This is, this is an important point no one talks about, and it's going to become Jermaine down the line. You can't change the narrative now with Colin Kaepernick, and if you do, it's only to make Colin Kaepernick feel better, and I don't think Colin Kaepernick wants to feel better at this point. I think Colin Kaepernick wants the pages of history to read what this really was. And here's how the pages of history are going to read how this really was. At some point, NFL commissioners come up for Hall of Fame induction, okay? Pete Rozelle came up for Hall of Fame induction. Paul Tagliabue came up for Hall of Fame induction. Paul Tagliabue, part of that process of talking about Paul Tagliabue's candidacy was concussions. It was, what did the league know? What was uh, not revealed? What did the league do to suppress information? All these different things. And that weighed. I'm telling you right now, and this is why this is important long-term, someday Roger Goodell is going to come up for Hall of Fame induction. And guess what's going to be a very big Mm. part of that conversation? Colin Kaepernick Mm. taking place on his watch and what Roger did or didn't do, and the truth then that comes out at that point, okay? Because I can tell you right now, this is all historic. Everything that happens now is for history. So assigning now, I mean, it's you're trying to um, gloss over something that happened or twist it or, or present an additional prism that only makes it foggier. It only makes it more opaque in the long-term vantage of history than the clarity of what has already taken place. So I think we live with the clarity of what's taken place, and then we study it at the important points that happen down the line, which is when Roger Goodell is presented for Hall of Fame induction, and then when we look back at this era of football when players had, a, I would say, had a social awakening in the NFL and the part yeah. that he played in that. To me, I know it doesn't make Colin Kaepernick necessarily feel better, and I, but I don't think he's looking to feel better. I think he's looking for the truth. I think he wants this to be presented in a true light and in the longer vantage of history, that's what I think is important. That clip, honestly, to me, what's more troubling in that clip is this idea that we don't want to expose. Yeah, the Jimmy Smith clip. We don't want to expose our young guys to Colin Kaepernick. Why the hell would you not want to expose your young guys to Colin Kaepernick? I think that's great. Which is why I jumped. Which is why I jumped on the false equivalency. And Michael, listen, I guess it's because I, I made peace with it long before I think most people did. When Donald Trump got up at a Klan rally, I'm sorry, a political rally in Alabama, and when he got up and he talked about firing him, get him, get him off the, get him off the, uh, off the field, just field. fire him. That, that clip that we've seen a million times, I was like, he's done. Yeah. He'll never play again. That's it. That was in 2017. I'm like, he's done. He's never seen a field in the NFL again. So every little flirtation and every tryout, I was like, doesn't matter. Nobody signing Colin Kaepernick. And so in the meantime, how many scrub quarterbacks have come and gone, have been signed, cut, re-signed, Nathan Peterman for crying out loud. It just comes to mind. How many people have occupied space in the league that have been less than Colin Kaepernick? 
The only difference with Tim Tebow is he's already a lightning rod. And that's where the false equivalency comes in. It's like Tim Tebow is not controversial in the same way and for this in the same reasons as Colin Kaepernick. Tim Tebow has not been ostracized. Tim Tebow was not blackballed. Tim Tebow couldn't play and he still can't play. Okay. And so it takes a, a former college coach with the hubris of Urban Meyer to suggest that he could turn a 34 year old failed quarterback into a tight end. You know who should really feel disrespected? Tight ends. As if it's that easy. Okay. Yeah, that's if it were that yeah, easy, he'd have done it a long time ago. That's not wrong. And I think the more troubling point is all the time in which the league tried to pass off a multitude of other backup quarterbacks supposedly being more worthy of being on a field of getting an opportunity of support. You know, it's, I mean, look, this is so layered. There's so much here that Mm -hmm. um, it's, this is going to always be this, this continuation of, well, this guy's in the league and, and Colin Kaepernick isn't, or, you know, and I, I, it's interesting because I think this brought it back in the only way it could now, because we've moved so far beyond Colin Kaepernick. People have, have now just sort of settled on. He's been out of league too long at this point. Well, now the reason why this, you know, you, you birth it again is because this guy comes into the league after being out eight years and you're like, why, you know, why does this guy get an opportunity? Now it's, you know, it's layered, but again, I I think we all know what happened. Um, It's a shame that to me, the depositions in the uh, collusion complaint will never ever be made public that we won't ever know what all these owners said about, you know, how, how they, in their minds, resolved him not being in the league. Um, and their, and also their thoughts on, I think, some of the things that were happening on the field in terms of the kneeling and what that meant. Um, but I, you know, it's it's sad, it sucks, And but I think this is life. This is real. This is reality. And I don't want people to try to bend it into a more acceptable form or a more explainable form by right. doing something well after the fact. That's like literally, you know, I mean... Imagine going through a, a relationship in which you are wronged as severely as you can be wronged, but then 10 years later, your ex-spouse says to you, well, I'm sorry, like that was a mistake. Does that resolve everything that right. happened? No, it doesn't really, it doesn't, can't change doesn't history. Resolve it. Okay, doesn't and, but resolve do it, they but... now get to move forward thinking, well, at least I said I was sorry, so that kind of takes the burden off of me. No one can or, ask me or, if I'm sorry. Or or, or it's a judgment for being wrongfully accused of spending your best years in prison. That's kind of what it feels like. His career has already been taken from him. Now you're giving it to him after the fact. But anyway, uh, Mike, I don't know if you want to All pivot right, so, to another so uh, let, let me topic, uh, which... Yeah, let, 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 let me pivot here uh, back to your, the town that you're living in now. I, why am I convinced all of a sudden I have nothing? I haven't, uh, I haven't done the reporting that Charles Robinson has. But why am I convinced that Deshaun Watson is going to be traded in two weeks? I'm looking at June 1st. Oh, June 1st, cap hit. Here we go. It's on. Well, tell, tell me I'm crazy. Because that's what I told listen, you. I, I, I'm going to tell, I'm, listen, I'm tell you something right now. The, 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 um, there was an admission of settlement talks. I mean, that's, uh, there's no uh, – people. it was weird. People kind of missed it because you had these two lawyers who were kind of arguing over who wanted what kept confidential. But the broader point there is they talked to each other about what needed to be kept confidential, yes. which means they talked to each other about a settlement. And, you know, I, I, 
depending on who is asking for confidentiality over what, I mean, Rusty Hart and Deshaun Watson's lawyers saying, well, Tony Busby is asking for confidentiality in the settlement terms, meaning the money. And what Rusty Hart is trying to get at is this was a situation where the financial terms would have sent a message to people publicly if they saw what what ultimately Tony Busby settled for which is, is suggestive, yep. again, that it's low, that it's a low number and that people are going to read it and they're going to go, Correct. They're, going to, they're going to telegraph in their minds some element of innocence or whatever, um, or this being, as Rusty Harden is, has termed it, and Deshaun Watson's camp has termed it before, a money grab or all these different things, because the financial figure does speak. It does make a statement, depending on what it is. So um, if Rusty Harden's telling the truth there, it's interesting. Um, you know, I think both sides saying, hey, there's not going to be a settlement here. Well, you know what? They said that early on and then they had settlement talks. So I think that we have at least arrived to the point where um, there have been conversations about the reality of what it would be like for both sides to try 22 cases in front of a jury um, about both sides moving on. And there are more obviously plaintiffs in this case than the Antonio Brown situation. But I can tell you in the Antonio Brown situation, you had a lawyer with a plaintiff and Brittany Taylor, you had Antonio Brown and his counsel. And at some point those lawyers are saying, what's it worth to let's just like everybody move on with their lives at this point, or like, how long are we going to continue to drag this out and do motions and counter motions and the statements and all these things. And settlements are a tool that for both sides resolves a situation that the two sides are just like, I, I, we're, you can reach a point of fatigue and not want to move forward. So I think we're getting there from both sides. Man, so we were on vacation last week. And the week before, we were just, it was after the draft, we were really just getting into Aaron Rodgers. Bro, you should have seen us the rest of the week. We were, you, we were, you thought, you thought that Clippers argument was, I mean, we were cats and dogs over Aaron Rodgers the end of week before last. But, I mean, speaking of quiet, it seems like it's kind of died down a little bit. Uh, I'm sure you're talking to still talking to people behind the scenes. That word fixable is still lingering out there. I think it was yeah. James Jones and John Kuhn. Um, yeah. Where do things stand in that relationship? And is it, in fact, fixable? I'm going to speak from a point of experience here, and I'm going to make a prediction only based on my past experience. In 2018, I went through this process of reporting on Aaron Rodgers, where I was hearing about these things that he was upset about. And there's people close to Rodgers, and they're like, look, he's not happy with this, not happy with that. Um, a lot of it was tied to the front office and, and um, some coaching staff situations, some roster situations, whatever. And he was in the midst of a contract negotiation. Um, he got paid a ton of money. They signed a massive check, and all of that went away. And and I remember afterwards, and even sort of in the midst of the process, Aaron Rodgers being like, oh, this is all being blown up by the media, and it's not, it's this and it's that. And ultimately, the money made it go away. And I feel like at this point, you're going to end up seeing the Packers sign a massive check that's probably going to make Aaron Rodgers the highest paid you know player in the NFL. I think it's going to tie them to Aaron Rodgers for two to three years. And I think we're going to hear again how this was all just the media creation and everything's fine, and, and everyone's now feeling heard and feeling good. The reason why I think this is dragging out, though, I think there's two reasons. Number one, I feel like Aaron Rodgers is extracting a pound of flesh right now in letting this linger, in letting people, as all this time, talk about the Packers organization, in making Matt LaFleur get up there and say, hey, we really want him back. 
Um, he's gaining, you know, whether people want to believe it or not, he's gaining something right now. He's gaining back some of what he felt like he was put through at times by the organization. Number two, hmm. I think that the options for dealing Aaron Rodgers um, have run out. I think that the there is the Denver Broncos, and I think that if if the Packers were to open up, you know, open up a sale of Aaron Rodgers, I think there would be other teams. But I think that the asking price would be extremely high. We're talking multiple first-round picks. We're potentially talking about players on top of first-round picks. And then I think any team dealing for him rightfully would want to sign him to another deal so that they know, you know, hey, we're good. The two sides mutually respect each other, and we're locked in for years. So not only do you have to pay the money, but you have to pay the picks. Remember, Tom Brady was free. Other than signing him, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got him for free. Right. And in a way, they got a package deal because they got Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, um, Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette comes there. I don't know that Rodgers brings that kind of package to the table and the finances are different. So um, there's, we talk about layers. There's layers to this one, too. And I also don't think it helps right now that neither of the organizations, the Broncos or the Packers, um, which would be a prospective trade partners, have real ownership. The Packers don't have any sole owner and the Broncos ownership is in the midst of dispute. And ownership resolves situations like this often. Either the Packers having one singular sole owner says, enough, we're done with this. I'm going to step in and resolve this. I'm going to meet with Aaron, which you hear players go, I met with Mr. Rooney. I met with Mr. Mayor. I met with Mr. Jones. And that resolves things. Not happening on the Packers end. And for the Broncos, you have owners who go, and a sole owner like a Jerry Jones or someone says, let's go get him. Let's go get him. Let's make the strong offer. Let's put the picks on the table. This is the guy I want. We need to go get them immediately. Let's get this done. And neither of the organizations have that. I think all of this ends up pushing Aaron Rodgers and the Packers ultimately back together. I could see that. I love it. Hey, Charles, thank you for emptying that jam-packed notebook of yours. We appreciate it. Um, and we'll talk to you next week, brother. We'll see what happens. I see, that mean, he ain't empty it. I, I know. I was talking about Colin, Colin Kaepernick in late May. I was like, that's a notebook from a couple years ago. <laughs> like, I'll bring my notebook. Appreciate I'll bring my brother, current man. notebook next week. Yeah, next, next week. week is the real notebook. Right. Thanks, guys. All right, Charles. All right, man. Be good. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. couple of uh, basketball topics I'm going to power through before we go. Um, a while it. back, you woke up one day and just chose violence, chose chaos, <laughs> and you just decided. I know what you're going to yeah, say. Yeah, LeBron's better than Jordan. I know what you're going to say. Like, yeah, LeBron's better than Jordan. You just oh, can't, okay. You're like, LeBron's better okay. than Jordan. Yeah, just, yeah, just yeah. one day just decided that. Um, but LeBron, you know, he, he's tired of being humble, and he posted something yesterday that, that got me to thinking, and I'm going to throw you this alley-oop, uh, and I'm going to use a word that I often use when it comes to Michael Jordan in this conversation. Because I've said time and time again that I felt like in an effort to place LeBron over Jordan, people have underrated Michael Jordan somehow. 
underrated how complete a player he was, underrated his passing, underrated his defense, and reduced him to just a score. Meanwhile, as StatMuse points out, LeBron James has by far and away the most seasons averaging 25 points in NBA history. He's done it not just 17 times, but 17 straight seasons while Jordan, the likes of Jordan, Durant, Kobe, and Karl Malone had 12. He's done it 17 straight years. And so LeBron was like, oh, let me post this and said, since I was 19 years old and I'm a pass first guy, always been. That's why I've never mentioned with the greats of scoring, huh? That's perfect because I'd rather keep it that way. So I'm going to say to you, Michael Howard. I'd rather keep it. I'd rather keep it that way, he says. There's LeBron James. Oh, and then then they reply. Oh, wait, I didn't really see. I didn't even see this when StatMuse was like first in playoff points, first in 20-point playoff games. First and 30 point playoff games, third in points, third and 20 point games, third and 30 point games, six in points per game, six in playoff points per game. Not bad for a pass first guy. So I'll, I'll go ahead and, uh, and get out the way, Michael. Is LeBron James underrated? Or at least is this aspect of his oh, game? Stop. I don't know. Hey, scoring. Is he? Is it underrated? Is, is he, his scoring? Is, is, is he underappreciated? No, is his he's, scoring he's underappreciated? underappreciated? No, listen. I think the uh, this is this is where this is where he does too much. In, in a game, he in, in a game he's perfect. In the game, he gives the game what it needs. He rebounds when it's necessary and passes and scores when he's when he has and defends. Uh, it makes championship plays. But I know the Spring Hill project is great. Uh, that's a reference to where he grew up in Akron. I think he's a great content creator, but he is looking too much for the story. Like you don't like, hey man, you ain't got to create the story. The story is there. The story speaks for itself. <laughs> hey, oh, people yeah. don't talk about me being. Like, I'm a pass first guy. We know, we know. We know you can do everything. <laughs> he is. He is not underrated. I think he is retweet, he, and he does not want to keep it that way. I, it's okay. Uh, You've got an ego, LeBron. LeBron James has an ego. Like most human beings. He wants to be recognized for what he's done. He wants to be recognized for his accomplishments. That's why he engaged with StatMuse. That's why I retweeted it. Because, hey, look at this. Yeah. Hey, I just want to remind y'all. Yeah, I'm, I am a right. great passer. And look at my passing rankings. Look at my assist numbers. All right. But, you know, I just want to point out to you that Kevin Durant's on that list, and so is Carl Malone, and so is Michael Jordan. Right. Michael yeah. Jordan, yeah. as Bugging Out was saying. Yeah. And I'm above all those guys. Come, give me, give, give, give me some love. He wants okay. some love. All right. Well, speaking if, of... You, speaking you don't, of uh, you're oh, not trying God. to suggest that he's underrated, are you? Are you suggesting he's underrated? No, I just want... I mean, no, I just... This, I think it... No, I'm not. I think it just... But okay. if there's, if there, and I, I don't, I really don't want to. We only got a few minutes left. We should get 13 extra minutes yeah. since we were, we lost 13 minutes. But that's okay. Let's um, take them. I, I'm not trying to get into a back, a Jordan LeBron back and forth. But for the people like you who think he's better than Jordan, there, here's an exhibit if you want to put forth, is that despite being somebody who's known as a passer and who thinks pass first. He is yeah. consistent from a consistency standpoint. That says that stat says that if you're talking about consistency, he's the greatest scorer in history. From a consistency perspective, 
He's the greatest scorer in history when you have the most seasons. You have 17 consecutive years of averaging at least 25 a game. Yeah, that adds to your argument. Not that you need it, but that adds to your argument well, like, for him being the best player ever. If the thing if the thing that he like, does not do prior, I think you may have even said this or many have said it. So I'm, I'm echoing the thing that he doesn't do best. He's one of the best ever at. That says a lot, right. but I, I didn't want to get well, into a Jordan Mike, thing. I just wanted to. I, I, we don't have to Mike. Yes. Uh, Mike, let me just tell you as, as your big brother, because I, I do have another Michael you know, Jordan story are, that I have to bring up. No, numbers. Numbers aren't everything, Mike. I'm just just want to tell you that it's not. It's not all about the numbers. You know, yeah. you got to look beyond. No. The stats. All right. What's your no, other that Jordan? wasn't analytics. That was basic numbers. Speaking of content creation, um, have you been paying attention to this Kwame Brown all the smoke beef? Um, yes, I have. Yes, I have. He's, he's in his feelings been over this. Kwame Brown. It, yes, Kwame Brown has been posting videos and has been basically going Melvin from Baby Boy. He's done everything other than give a guns and butter speech <laughs> on IG Live. He has been going at Steve, uh, Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes's necks. And I got to say, I'm here for the butt of jokes. I'm here, I'm here for the person who has been a punchline hitting back. And I'll be daggone if Kwame Brown is not a breakout star right now. Now listen, some of his this language and some of the stereotypes that he's perpetuating, some of the language and some of the stereotypes he's perpetuating, some of the things he's saying, I, I'm not I'm not a fan of, but that's not the, that's not where I want to go. I want to talk right. about the fact that he has a point when you think about his life and what he overcame and to make it to the NBA, even if, you know, as a number one pick, you never panned out to make it to the NBA. There are no failures who make it to the NBA, but I'm telling you what, I don't know if he has designs on being, having a podcast on having a show. Dude is entertaining. Yeah. Not that I want this Look. smoke, but he is exponentially better at talking than he was at playing basketball. Now, again, let me not tell that you I something. want that smoke. <laughs> But I'm telling you, uh -huh. I am enjoying listening to Kwame Brown. I've never heard Kwame Brown like this before at all. I don't, I don't even know what he sounds like. And he is compelling. He's entertaining. It's like, yo, give this dude a microphone. Maybe his path leads him to being a voice for the voiceless, also known as bus. So, I mean, I, I, I just enjoyed it personally. Man, look at him coming at me. <laughs> I'm with him, but I'm with them all the way up. Seriously, I'm with them on this because it's it's almost as if we I'll use a royal we here. We as a society think that there are certain things are just fodder for us to just keep going. We can go back to that well as often as we want. Tell as many jokes as we want like, go as low as we want. Do whatever. Say any kind of any kind of punchline, whatever we want to do. And they just uh, they're just supposed to take it. And then when that person hits back. Oh, come on, bro. Why are you being sensitive? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all in fun. You know, right. we're just, just doing jokes. this. It's entertainment. Yeah. It ain't personal. Yeah. No, it yeah. is. It's become yeah. personal. Like I've had to live with this. Right. I played in the league for 12 years for decades. You guys think He's been it's a big sitting joke? on this for decades. Hey, yeah. Am I the first about the first guy who didn't pan out in the NBA as a high draft pick? I'm the one, right? So I got to be that guy, right? And I'm supposed to sit here and take it. Right. So I'm with Kwame Brown. If he wants to go back, and, and say what he's got to say. Good for him. Hey, 600 games in the yeah. NBA, 12-year career. He, he's been 
He was on. He talked about. He talked about Barnes and Jackson being pawns. Kwame's been used as a pawn by people who needed to find something to go at Jordan with. Like Jordan's a great yep. player, but he's a terrible evaluator. See Kwame Brown. Because look you at know, Kwame Brown. So. Right. And last but not least, go Wizards. Put the Celtics out of their misery. That's right. Uh, that's going to happen. That's going to happen tonight. Love you, bro. See you tomorrow. Love you too, man. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 